Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, hello. Oh, it's me and my own. Hey, everybody. <laughs> that shouldn't be like that. We've got Dr. Dan here live. Hello, Dr. Dan. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. Um, hey. How are you, Dan? I'm good. Excellent. This week, we've got episode 42. And uh, yeah, after last week, I couldn't be more hyped about another episode we've got so many news we've got a great guest tonight um yeah looking forward to that if uh, if you're listening or watching and haven't seen or heard last week's episode you have to check that out um that was totally mind-blowing for me and i still haven't really recovered because i've been so busy i haven't had time to <laughs> to to really digest what happened so i need to watch it back myself actually because there was a lot going on and i'll stop promoting my own show now yeah, I, I imagine yourself like going going with your thumb up and down the whole week, oh, trying mate. to find you know where those joints are. It was it was, it was a week, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as you said, we've got a wonderful, lovely guest on today, and he's already in the green room. You two have been chatting about me, and I could hear you both. So uh, I don't know why you couldn't hear me, but um, you couldn't. But he's here, and um, I feel like I'm keeping it a secret. It's Mikey Demas because you know we've just done the video for for the new pedal, which we'll talk about tonight, which is the Angry Rhubarb. And um, yeah, I'll keep my mouth closed on that for a minute. We'll go to some news. We'll start talking about gear. When we talk about gear, we can bring Mikey in, I guess. Yeah, is that, sure. Is that good with you, Dan? Yeah, of course. Good. Let's, um, let's just check to everybody in the chat if the audio is okay. Because um, uh, it might not be. And so if anybody in the chat can let us know that everything's fine, we'll move on. And if there's anything wrong, then we'll bloody well clip the whole show. <laughs> um, you ready for some news, Dan? Of course. Okay. Let's go. The news. On, Am um, I going first? On Tuesday. Yeah, you go first, man. What news have you got? All right. All right. I got the great guitar build of 2021 have you heard about that i have yeah um what do you know asking me if i was well people get asked me if i was involved and i've not been asked and i wasn't asked last year so no is the answer to that but uh I, all oh, i know yeah. about it is that colin scott has built what you show what you're showing on screen right now which is the the <laughs> is it the tartan caster no what is it uh, i can't I remember what he's called name. it yeah, I don't remember the name, but I love the looks. And uh, I think what what I understood from the uh, guitar build-off is the great guitar build-off is that they kind of try to um, fund monies for less, you know, wealthy guitar builders or less fortunate guitar builders uh, to offer them like free or subsidized tools and, and, and courses and all that stuff to kind of get the, the artistry of building guitars, the craftsmanship to, to kind of, um, you know, don't get that lost and, and, and kind of cultivate that. And, um, you know, from what I can see, I mean, uh, the Luthery uh, scene is alive and well. I mean, it's just great what, uh, not just what Colin, our friend Colin did, but also others. Uh, mm. it's, it's, it's pretty wicked. And, but Colin's guitar kind of blew it out, out of the water. I mean, combining a V with, a, with an original Scottish kilt is kind of pretty, pretty red. You know, and he started. You know, you could. And the cool thing is, you could you could actually um, check on Instagram. You could monitor what he was doing, like on a almost daily basis. You know? So he he would take you from scene to scene, like he was winding his own pickups. Um, I love those dual bladed pickups, and then the humbucker with this special cover. 
that's pretty cool and uh <laughs> i like the scenery with the whiskey that's that's pretty cool yeah some um, nice, yeah, nice touches a very nice touch yeah and you could you could tell that this was a project like he was he was spending hours and hours and others did as well so uh the, the instagram channel the great guitar build off which is highly recommended by me is featuring uh, all those builders and there are some wicked creations on there i mean isn't that like jay baker's 55 is a v with some some wooden carvings and stuff like that it's just that's just mental you know and, and i love mm. to see those fresh ideas you know and uh, or stuff like that kind of quirky design um yeah i mean grosso guitars i don't know how many how many luthers are actually involved in it i i just like the idea that there's such a program i mean there's the um european guitar builders guild that organized holy gray guitar show and kind of see those that kind of vibe you know live on with the great guitar build-off where where luthiers kind of involve themselves and, and and create those amazing pieces is is, is pretty wicked and uh, i mean also you see the, how how important it is uh, the judging panel is is kind of high profile you have uh, lee anderton from from anderton's you have uh, derek from big derek leonard from big d guitars you've got mary spender who is among the judges Steve from Steve Guitar and, and Sophie uh, Burrell, quite a few, quite a few people, and that's that's pretty cool. And uh, I just want to you know, you know point the attention that this is still going. And if uh, some of our readers and, and viewers and, and listeners haven't checked that out, um, I highly recommend taking a look at the creations and, and check out the Instagram channels. You know, that's uh, that's a good recommendation for your daily dose of great guitars. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Well, um, let's let's switch back to your normal camera because then uh, we can see you yeah, properly. Because sure. uh, at the moment, every time we do that, we can just see Colin's crutch. But um, we did got a super <laughs> chat from from Mikhail. Uh, not that I'm complaining about Colin's crutch. It's a wonderful crutch and uh, a wonderful man. I I I just I haven't managed to keep up with it apart from Colin's stuff. And yeah, good luck to him. A lot of people are saying he should win, but I don't understand really how it's a competition. It's you know. It is. Uh, <laughs> we need to talk like about the, the, thing, the thing that was covering your face. Uh, we are yeah, sponsored so this talk, week. Talk yeah, we're sponsored by Amplitube, or Amplitube 5, I should say, the latest in incarnation of the plugin. And uh, I've played it. I know you've played it, Dan. Or have you played it? Because mm -hmm. last time we spoke, you yeah, had yeah. No, no, no. Several times. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of found my um, several you know, interfaces that I, that I was carrying around with me. And I played it. I like it. You know, it's always great to have such a handy tool available, you know, because I don't have any amps here. So if I want to just, you know, play the latest John Mayer song that Andy hasn't heard yet, um, it's fairly easy to kind of dial in a pretty cool tone within seconds. So throw in a little dig there. No, I haven't heard it. I've yeah. been busy. I don't know if you heard, Dan, but there's a new pedal on the market called the Angry Rhubarb. Someone had to make a video for it. It was me. No. I, know, I mean, lo I loads know. of other people made videos as well, really good videos. But uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm yeah. busy. I was like John Mayer or Overdrive pedal, you know. Mm. Okay. There you that go. being good said, if John Mayer shows up in the chat, I might change my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're sponsored by Amplitude. What? Yeah, the the pink PRS. Which... Yeah, yeah, the pink silver. Uh, hang on, let me get so let me funny. talk about the sponsor again, just to make sure they get their money's worth. Um, everybody, everybody, go and buy Amplitude Five. There you go, done, easy. 
go buy it spend the money no 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 don't don't go go away too fast uh too fast um amplitude is also part of your 40k giveaway isn't it right yeah i'm i'm giving away amplitude 5 max which is worth i think about 500 bucks and loads of credit custom shop credit is also worth 500 bucks each and uh, you, you can get it by entering the 40k giveaway but that is kind of news i really want to grab mikey in so let me get over my news and then we can talk that news and then we can get mikey in for the gear stuff is that cool yeah yeah all right that sounds amazing okay so my news is is um sad, sad news really this um guitar summit has been postponed and it genuinely yeah. has made me sad because that's when i get to see some of my friends and hang out with people and see new guitars and it was sort of i've been talking to them they've made the decision not to do it because of covid and it's a very sensible decision and i'd rather them cancel it of course and be successful in the future rather than you know fail which is is possible if if mm -hmm. things change so they've done the sensible thing what can i say no guitar summit well, I think they, they announced that they are going to kind of offer a couple like master classes and online workshops over the course of, of the weekend when the Guitar Summit 21 was actually supposed to happen. But uh, I mean, I'm, I'm completely with you, like such a show. I mean, that was an amazing show last time, 2019. And you need the variety of exhibitors. You you want a Paul Gilbert, you want those kind of high profile artists. And then at the moment, there's no chance, especially from the States, that anybody would come over because of COVID. So no. let's, let's, you know, wait a couple more months and next year it will be mind blowing. I'm pretty sure about that. I'm sure. I'll also, you know, probably have a new camera by then and, and Henning will have 10 new cameras. So the whole show will be documented <laughs> in 24K. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All, right. Um, All right. Dan, if I may, I would like to bring in our guest because I'm itching to get him in. And yeah. currently he's muted himself. So let's hope he unmutes himself before I bring him in. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> um, here's our guest from Skindred and, of course, Redbeard Effects, Mr. Mikey Dimas. Hello, Mikey Dimas. Hi. I look like a Hello. potato on my screen. Is I don't know if it looks any better on your end. It, it will do. Um, this is a new yeah. system we're using. The whole interview system is a bit rough and ready. They've told me that it will improve, but the main thing is your audio is great. Okay, good. So that's good, 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 good. Okay, I'll try and position myself so I can actually, you know, I'm actually in the right spot. Here I am. I'm here. I'm here. You need to go back. Here. There we go. You, um, I'm used to like being in a glorious sort of widescreen, but now I'm sort of like in phone size. We can just turn it's us okay. off if, if you want. Hang on a minute. There we go. Yep, yep. No, don't do that. There you go. Oh, no, I've turned no, no, no. Dan off. Awesome. Oh, now, now you're in the middle. So, uh, everybody, if you don't know Mikey, this is Mikey. And um, you've released a new pedal today. Let's go straight to the headlines. Tell us about your pedal, sir. Yes. So, release day today for the Angry Rhubarb, which is our new pedal. It's a paradynamic overdrive, which is really exciting. Um, I've got one right here in the box. <laughs> Um, let me pull it out. Let me see where we're at. So you get the you get the custom you get the, the standard. Sorry, I'm gonna hold bag. mine up because I think my my signal's better than yours. So I hold mine up and then you imagine that I'm Mikey. Okay, and then this is the pedal. So you oh, can, we, we, you can hang hold on, wait. that up and go. Oh, isn't it pretty? Can I pretend to give it to you? <laughs> hang on, put yours down. Put yours down. Yeah, 
Yeah, go on. Right. Go on. Uh, <laughs> hang on. I'll give you your paddle, Mikey. Here you go. Oh, oh, thanks, man. Here it is. <laughs> that's cool. Thank you. Oh, that's what the super chat's for. Uh, that is brilliant. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm. I'm sorry that my um, signal obviously isn't the best right now for some some reason. I don't know why. Maybe someone in my building is like, I don't know, uploading something something massive. Who knows? Um, yeah. So you might want to hold up yours and go. This is what it does. But it's a really exciting overdrive. It's basically. Thorpe came to me with this idea of like, what happens if we put an overdrive either side of an EQ circuit? Uh, because there's sort of you know massive debate about does a drive sound better with EQ before uh, drive before the EQ or drive after the EQ? And so we thought, why don't we do both? And so you know, we come up with this wicker pedal and put made the EQ sort of like this parametric, slightly parametric. It's not it's not completely parametric because it doesn't have a Q or bandwidth control, but it's basically you can grab a frequency between 80 hertz and 4k and then boost it by about uh, by 6 dB or cut it by 6 dB. So you can sort of pinch a frequency and like go have some of that or take it away. It's really, it's really, you get really wicked usable musical tones out of it. It's really cool. And obviously, you know, with the two gain controls, it's, it can, it can do, it's got a really wide range of um, what, what, what different kind of tones it can do. I love it. It's my favorite pedal that we do. I'm really excited about it. Really? It's your favorite. That's, that's cool. That's it. It's my favorite, of course. It's my new, it's the flavor of the month honeymoon period pedal. <laughs> no, it's the best <laughs> one we've done. I was, honestly, like everyone we've let play it, they've kind of all come back going, you know, all really blown away with what it does and how it's quite different. Mine's got a nice scratch on the back that I've managed to do. That's excellent. Um, everyone's really blown away with how simple and yet how much fun it is. Um, I think when when we were sort of sending some out for to various people to review and demo and video and stuff like that, I imagine there was a bit of like, oh, it's an overdrive pedal. But then as soon as we'd sent stuff out, people were, were getting loads of feedback back going, wow, this is actually really cool, really different in the best possible way. Yeah. Um, so some of the guys that are watching right now have seen my video. So some of them watched that then came straight here. And if you haven't, then of course mm -hmm. it's on the channel. But um, mm -hmm. for me, uh, I think the biggest compliment is that I took it to a friend's house, and I took a bunch of a, a, a bunch of pedals. Eh? What's the collection collective word for pedals? Is it is it a bunch? I, I don't a know. Troop, yeah. A troop. A stomp of pedals. <laughs> a stomp of pedals. Army. <laughs> <laughs> I took a stomp of pedals to my friend Steve's house. And we blindly put them in, or I, I put them in, he blindly played them along with a, a bunch of others. And this came in the, in the top three. This is one of the three that he didn't want to give me to give me back. Um, uh. And that's a massive compliment. So I love the pedal. It still has this this red beard sort of sound somehow. You, you've It's got this aggression, even though it's not as aggressive as, say, the Red Mist Mark IV. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's still it's, aggressive. It, it's kind of... It's still got that kind of like, you know, for want of a better word, it's kind of got like a hairier sort of top end. It's one of the words you can use to kind of describe. It's got like some gristle on the top end, which, you know, all our pedals kind of have that edge to when you turn them up. It's got loads of headroom. It's really loud. Um, the gate, you know, the gains when you turn them up, wanted them to do something. I didn't want it to be like too low gain a pedal, but it's probably, it, you know, compared to the Red Mist, it does more 
low gainy kind of low to medium gain sounds probably a bit cleaner uh, than the red mist does and we find that that you there's a lot more string and note separation with with that kind of mm. that kind of sound that you get from this pedal um yeah i'm really stoked on it super stoked on it good so they're yeah, for sale from... as of now yeah they just went live like this evening at uh, about 5 p.m uh gmt and yeah we've we've already got a load of them got a load of them uh positioned for sale around the globe so um i don't imagine they're going to ha hang around long the first run i've already sold a bunch today and um i know like our distributor has been like absolutely smashing it on that front so i'm really stoked but it's proving to be a really really popular pedal already and it's only been alive for a thing for a couple of hours you know <laughs> that's good we're gonna go more into it in a little bit we just want to give people a little bit of taste mm -hmm. um and we've yeah, got sure. some gear picks uh one of them you might know you know one of the, the gear of the week but um <laughs> dan would you like to go first with, with this week's gear of the week yeah absolutely great then we've got a little jingle for you everybody yeah. Oh, hello. There What's that? Go. Mikey's hello. jumped out for a minute. I'm just going to add Mikey back in. Don't, Mikey's coming. Yeah, Don't I want to come in. I want to come in. He's come coming in. in. Hang on. It's the me pedal. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> Where have you put me? Am I inside the pedal? There you are. No, you're not yeah. in the pedal. There I'm, you are. There's I'm... Dan and there's me. I, I can't figure out how to get you in there. Uh, that's okay. I can just be like faceless and just talk. Oh, I got it. I got it. This I got is it. The, uh, there he this is. is the Paul Gilbert um, Mojo Mojo, is it? Amazing. That is great. Yeah, yeah. New release for this week. And uh, well, firstly, I picked it because it's Paul Gilbert and uh, he's amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, you could simply buy those those pedals just because you want to watch him do more of those videos. You know, those pedal presentations, they are like five minutes of the actual pedal presentation. The rest is like talking about his history, talking about tone, talking about philosophy of playing the guitar. And it's just like, he's one of the Zen masters of guitar playing. So that's what I always love when mm -hmm. he does stuff with, with JJS or with, with TC Electronics. But um, the pedal itself sounds pretty interesting because from what I understand, it's like, it's a, the, the signatureized, signatureized uh, version of the, the original Mojo Mojo. And um, so of course it's, a, it's got a new color but it also has at least like a different voicing and, and one additional switch. Is that right, Andy? Yeah. Uh, so they've replaced the voicing switch with a switch that makes it go to 11, which gives you that little bit nice. more boost to um, yeah, to go to do whatever Paul Gilbert does. So I expect yeah, yeah. that all nice. well. And, and obviously the paint makes it sound different. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, That's Billy like Corgan would agree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Purple's uh, a great I, sound. I have one coming. It's on its way currently from Denmark. Um, so I can give you some more updates soon, but we don't really need to talk about it. It's Paul Gilbert, so therefore it's brilliant. Yeah. It, yeah, and what yeah. I like about the, about those pedals, I mean, they clock in at around seventy bucks. So, you know, you can you can even, you know, if you can even test them if, and if you don't like them, you just, you know, sell them off and it's not like massive investment it's still a lot of money but 70 bucks it's it's uh way below what a new pedal usually costs so um yeah props to tc for kind of dropping those 
much more affordable pedals and um yeah mm -hmm. i mean i i'd love to 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 yeah, see and hear what what any thinks about it yeah i love the original it's you know really cool pedals cool on bass as well the original i found i've used that on bass in the past it's really cool oh wow all right um I, i've not yet uh done it on bass but uh I will. I, I shall. Should... I shall yeah, put it on yeah, base. Yeah. And I shall think of you. I, I can't figure out why Mikey's uh -huh. picture. Sorry, it's freaking me out. Mikey's webcam quality has just gone through the roof. And uh, well, in in a good way. Yeah, in, in a good way. Yeah. You're you're as good quality as I am. Oh, fantastic. Dan is still potatoey. Okay, and I I feel bad about it. Just... Maybe that's something I've done. <laughs> I just saw a, a question come up on screen about someone saying they wanted to hear what the angry rhubarb sounds like with the mojo mojo. Yeah. So there you go. When wow. when you get one turn up, you can plug one into the other. Yeah, I want to know what an angry mojo rhubarb combination would sound like. So this is a question you can answer when that mojo mojo turns up. Um, I shall, Mark. I shall. You know, plug plug one into the other. See what's up. Well, what I found with the <laughs> with the angry rhubarb, I think it would stack well. I didn't stack it in my in my video, but um, I think you'd have even more control over over that mid range. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to stack it with something. I just, I just decided not to in that video because I was <laughs> lazy. Um. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> if you, if you, if you stack the the angry rhubarb and, and the mojo mojo, what what do you think would would come out? Like the the angry mojo junior? <laughs> Is that the offspring of that? angry mojo? <laughs> angry Joe Bob. The Joe Bob. The Joe Bob. <laughs> the mangry, the mangry Joe Bob. The mangry Joe Bob. <laughs> Oh, no, I, I've I've not had enough sleep for this. I've just realised. Yeah, I know. I know. Actually, I've I've got so many questions to Mikey because you know actually, but this is something we got to save for later in the show because you know, I I wanted to know like what kind of pedals do you use and what kind of pedals you know you take as a starting point to kind of shape your own, uh, your own Red Beard creations. But let's let's save that for later and just stick with uh, Mojo Mojo new pedal. And Andy, do you have the original one? Because I would love to hear an AB comparison. I do have the original one, and I will be doing an A-B comparison in the video. Thank you very much. Because only an idiot wouldn't, right? That, that is right. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy idiot. An idiot yes. that wouldn't set like a pedal. You know, Lazy slash idiot. Anyways. Dan, what are you drinking this evening, sir? That's a very orange drink you have in your hand. Um, you're always asking me the same question. And that looks like, that looks like power... That looks like power steering fluid to me, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> nope. It's nothing but out carrot juice. Carrot juice? Out of a Volkswagen, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pure carrot out juice. Of a 2000, out of a 2002 Volkswagen. Bloody good year for power steering fluid, it was. So, yeah. <laughs> to your good health, sir. <laughs> cheers. And, uh, yeah, cheers. Mikey, are you also on power steering fluid, or are you more of a brake fluid kind of guy? I'm more of a water kind of guy right now. Um, this is this is water with um, a rehydration tablet, an effervescent rehydration tablet. Oh my goodness! Uh, dissolved inside. Yeah, man. I don't mess around, and Hell I like no. to have my electrolytes up here at all times. Otherwise, right. you know, I'm just not living my best life. <laughs> Dan, have you got more gear for us? I, I think you've got three picks this week. Let's let's get through them. No, no. Is I that didn't. what you've got? That is basically all I got, yeah. In that case, let's go to my pick of the week. And uh, Mikey, I'm going to make sure that you don't disappear now. Hang on. 
Let me just okay, show do him. your best here. Don't, I gotta, don't mess gotta this up. That there. There's all kinds of buttons to press, so I, I've got some very cool gear to share with you. Andy's pick of the week. So first up, <laughs> I have um, where is it? Where are a little you? pedal There's from TC Electronic. It's called uh, the Mojo Mojo Paul Gilbert Edition. Uh, it's a new pedal. Um, I'll, I'll just fill you in on it. It's uh, it's it's like a Mojo Mojo, but it's been Paul Gilbertized, signaturized, some might say. Do you know what I heard? I heard that it's got a switch on it that goes to eleven. I believe I heard that somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where you heard and... that, but it's it's probably true. Um, I, and I got if I'm a... not mistaken. Yeah, it's purple in color. It's purple in color, and and when stacked with the red beard effects, angry rhubarb, <laughs> it creates a tone no known as the mangry Joe Bob. So I heard that. Oh uh, yeah, so it's purpley. Hang on, let me. <laughs> this is probably not as funny as I'm imagining it to be, but it, it feels that funny. Hang on, there, stick it there. This is great. This so is great. Um, the Mojo Mojo Paul Gilbert edition. <laughs> Yeah, we need some it's as purple as the EGM 300. <laughs> hang on, wait a minute. Wait, yeah. uh, just just to show off a little bit. Hang on, there we go. Let's put yeah. that there. It fits perfectly Ooh. to the PGM 300. It does fit perfectly. Um, FR, FRM, sorry, FRM 300. Not I call it. Hold on. I feel like I need to do. Feel like I need to do this. Hang on. Let's see if I can change. Can't change it. Can't do it. I'm gonna try and change the change the. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Oh, foreground yeah. purple. Right. So that's yeah, the Mojo very, Mojo Paul purple, Gilbert Overdrive. Um, yeah, that's my <laughs> my uh, my pick. My pick for this week. Oh well. Okay. Serang is in the chat, just freaking out that Dan made an Ibanez yeah. mistake. Sorry. Oh, hang on. <laughs> There we go. Um, yeah, that's my first pick, but it's not my only pick. Okay, I've got more than that. So let's go to the next one. The next one is All right. this little pedal called the Angry Rhubarb. Nice. That's so new. I can't believe it. I can't believe so, it. I'm so I'm so honored to have been nominated. Yeah, uh, I mean, naturally, I'm just trying to plug my own video. But um, the Angry Rhubarb is a new overdrive pedal, which we're going to talk about in a minute. So I'm not going to try and further this this silly joke by talking about it, but it absolutely deserves to be one of my picks of the week. Um, in a moment, Mikey, I don't know if you know this, we're going to play a game called Buy, Borrow or Burn. And you have to choose which uh -huh. one of these you're going to buy, which one you're going to borrow or which one you're going to burn. So uh, I have to ask you one quick question. One quick question. Go on, man. One quick question. I can see a little graphic that you, someone's added to the frequency gain and the frequency knob that's between the two. And I'm like, what's that? Or is that a, is that a Photoshop error? <laughs> that is that is what you might call a Photoshop error, uh, Michael. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. 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 Okay. I'll have a word. I'll have a word with the guy that does my thumbnails. I thought, oh, that looks like a really clever little thing. Bob, yeah. <laughs> Bob, you're fired. Um, Bob's been fired, everybody. If anyone wants a job as my focus stand-in dummy, then I've got to quickly fix this Photoshop thing while everybody else is talking. Um, then in that case, I'll show a different picture. There we go. That's a picture oh, that... Wow. Um, yeah that I took at the top of a mountain in Austria. If you, if you listen to the audio version, this is great audio content. Um, yeah, yeah. 
If you don't mind, Mikey, we'll talk about the angry rhubarb a little bit more in a moment. Uh, yeah, no problem. And I want to also ask you some questions along the line of why can't I pronounce angry rhubarb without falling over my own tongue? So we'll get to the interesting questions oh, yeah. about that okay. later. Yeah. Okay. So that was the angry rhubarb. My final pick today is this guitar from Orange. Mm. Okay. Which, uh, Mikey, I know that you're a fan of the Orange. And, I love uh, the Orange, yeah. This is what's it called? The OE1. It's a single cut, solid mahogany body, and a two toned gold and ivory finish, which I think is Ooh. awesome. Um, it reminds me a little bit of the um, Admiral? No. Which one is it? The Music Man? Armada. The Armada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Big time. Yeah. So there's a lot of Armada going on. Um, it's 22 frets, so it, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a Les Paul style. But um, yeah, I think it looks brilliant. I love the over-the-top ornateness of it. Mm -hmm. uh, Dan, thoughts? Interesting guitar. I love the headstock with the big, big logo, and uh, the binding is just wicked. Uh, the black and lace mm. look great. I think it's it's like it's a matter of taste. But if you're into those quirky looks, I think that's uh, pretty nice. These guitars are made in the UK, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, so they they come with a solid mahogany body, um, golden ivory finish. We've got a ebony fretboard with 12-inch radios, 20 frets. Um, yeah, what else? I mean, it's basically a curriculus ball with some cool pickups. We've got, I think it's got Filtertrons. It can cut. They and, can. Uh, you can choose between Filtertrons or P90s. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah, Which yeah. brings I us on to the point that it is custom made. It's it's the custom shop, yeah. Orange Custom Shop. So they're not mass producing them. They are exp Sorry, hang on. They are not that affordable. They're not that cheap. They're four grand. Um, yeah, Mikey nearly lost his hat then. Um, <laughs> Steam literally came out of my wallet and my ears. <laughs> so I, I wanted to bring this up as a discussion point. Do we think they're making a mistake by only bringing them out as 4K custom shop models? What, what's your thoughts? Mikey? I have an opinion on this. I do have an opinion on this. It's tricky because, you know, you've got kind of like different entry points of what things cost. And, you know, if you get something handmade in the UK, it's going to be four figures and it's going to be the thick end of two to three grand and if you get into like sort of you know things like you can tell by that bindings beautiful all the hardware like the knobs look custom it's obviously got some really premium pickups in and premium hardware and it's like mother of uh, mother of pearl inlays all that stuff that stuff adds up it's, it costs money so you pay for i'm sure you're paying for what you get i bet it's absolutely an amazing guitar to play i don't think they're kidding would be kidding themselves if they were pricing it to sell like a hundred thousand mm -hmm. of them you know it's like a it's a it's a high-end item and then if you know alternatively i know they've done stuff like done stuff for the base where i think that was made probably in asia and it's mm -hmm. probably a lot more affordable i imagine it was like five six seven hundred pound kind of guitar haven't seen one haven't played one haven't picked one up but i imagine you know the quality was more like closer in keeping with the budget instrument and then of course so then you've got sort of somewhere down the middle where you get stuff made perhaps in europe by cnc and you know get the stuff shipped to shipped into the uk and built to finish um mm -hmm. so this is like the high-end custom handmade by i assume one or two people max custom shop version so it'll be limited numbers and i guess that's the idea i don't I mean, you know like 
they could sell loads of them. Like it's a beautiful looking guitar. You know, I love the love the pickups, love the knobs. The knobs look great. Uh, I love the headstock. Um, yeah, I think it's really cool. I'd love if it were me. I'd like to see it in some different color options. Obviously, it's backwards for me as well. I'm a lefty, so I can't even play the thing. But if it was um, if it was the right way around, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't do an orange one, like a kind of orange sparkle or an orange like even like an orange metallic over another finish like where it's been worn away like a relic one where it's like got sunburst underneath it or something cool like that but mm. i think it looks really cool um you know i'd play one if it was backwards <laughs> but um there is <laughs> but it is yeah. custom shop so i'm sure you know for an extra four grand you can get one yeah exactly you know slip a tenor trust to someone and i'm reckon one will turn up but i think it looks really cool but I, I, I can't see them selling like you know ten thousand other things. But what do I know? I think it's more a head turner with with the big price tag, with the steep price tag. It's more of a head turner compared to if, if they would have chosen to go with made in China or something and and drop a six hundred bucks mm. guitar with similar looks but with yeah. maybe horrible feeling. The only the only downside yeah. that I see is that they they kind of outprice themselves a little bit from the competition. Like if I compare that guitar to a let's say a Duesenberg or something. I think they are they are pretty much the same level probably when it comes to build quality and then you probably get also a similar tone. Um, so I don't know if yeah. it, it really needs to to be a, a guitar around 4K to to get that certain you know vibe and and, and look. Let's put it that way. But yeah, not, maybe it's just a project sure. for them. Sure. Yeah, maybe it's just like to show that they can do it. You know, and, and maybe it certainly see how seems the like a passion are. project. Uh, did either yeah. of you watch the, yeah. the video that Orange released? I guess nope. the difference with the Duesenberg thing, though, is that Duesenberg's like, uh, they will still have more of a production line going on where this, sure. I believe yeah. the person who's doing this, it's like a one or two, like a five-man operation tops. Like there's only a few people doing them. So it's like customer shop stuff where not many pairs of hands touches one of these. So even if even if Orange had an order for 10,000 of these, they're going to struggle to make them. So I imagine that there's like, if they, they'd be really stoked with selling like 100 of these and, and be able mm. to... <laughs> You know they actually work that production because it's not that i it's my understanding that the person making them there's only a couple of people making them so um it's going to be really loads of attention to detail made to you know possible highest possible sort of um standard i would have thought yeah, the, the luthier yeah. is jason burns and adrian from orange is 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 the designer um or at least one of the mm -hmm. designers i don't know if he was solely the designer um it certainly sounds like that right. in, in the video when he says it um but uh i I have to be, I have to sit on the fence here because you two are kind of saying two different things and, and I feel you're both right. I think that Orange have absolutely made the right decision in pricing this guitar at like at the best they could be, makes it something truly exquisite, but also they are missing out on something. So I think a sensible move at some point in the future would be to do an overseas model that still comes in about a grand and a half and and maybe has the setup done in the uk or in europe now maybe mm. um so get get something built overseas and then stick all the the stuff in it but then you're talking about cheapening the brand so maybe they wouldn't do the same color you know so mm -hmm. i i think they they could raise mm -hmm. and turn a lot of heads with this model and then release some other models like you said mikey some, something orange um but I, I would love to see that relic. I think that just, it looks like a 50s guitar that, that needs to be knocked around a little bit. Yeah, send one to me for half an hour, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'd love yeah. to see. I'll take how it up the BMX track, like tow it around. <laughs> take out the, the skate park. Actually, it would be very orange uh, to if if the if one did relic it, there would be orange underneath. That yeah. would be a very orange move. You know, oh my goodness, it's orange <laughs> underneath. You know, and they just didn't yeah. tell anybody. Oh, you mean like the gold over orange finish? That would be nice. Yeah. So. If you accidentally took away some gold paint, you know, by giving it to Mikey for five minutes, then it would be orange underneath. Nice. Same color as your drink, Dan. Yep. Already emptied. emptied okay. Yeah. So people are already giving in their opinions on the chat uh, for the buy, borrow, or burn. So I'm going to ask the question should we buy, borrow, or burn stuff? Buy, borrow, or burn? <laughs> yeah, so uh, Mikey's going to be on top of absolutely everything tonight. Sorry, mate. And your dad, Isla, mate. Hello, down there. <laughs> um, That's all right. So, buy, borrow, burn. We've got the Paul Gilbert Mojo Mojo, the orange guitar, the, oh, what's it called? The angry, um, Mikey, what is it called? Angry Rhubarb. Angry Rhubarb, thank you very much. <laughs> and, uh, and what else did I pick? Oh, the guitar summit. Is that also. No, the guitar summit's off the Yeah, that was it. Sorry, we had the same picks. My my goodness. Pressing buttons all over okay. the place here. Yeah. Uh, so we have actually have three items this week. And I would love to know from our guest what he would do. See, it's like um that naughty game where you 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 kiss, marry, <laughs> or unalive somebody. <laughs> um buy a bar or burn, Mikey Demas, what would you do? Ooh, all right, okay. I would buy the orange guitar because I'm pimping like that. I'm like, you know, got so much money from working in the music industry. I'm going to buy that guitar. Right. Um, what else? I'm going to borrow the Angry Rhubarb from myself. Or I, I borrowed yours, didn't I? I borrowed yours. So I borrowed yeah. the Angry Rhubarb oh, from mind. you. Um, and I'm going to burn the the tc electronic mojo mojo because uh you know the competition must die basically so <laughs> brilliant that's a joke that's a straight up joke just to tell the internet right now i am kidding the competition's not supposed to die it's already a music radar it's now a clear about these things you okay, we, let's, yeah, let's, Mikey Demas says, I want to kill, I want to kill that guy. No, come on. No, no, no I'd, I'd, I'd gladly use any of that stuff. It all is great. <laughs> David awful, from the chat. Awful, awful, awful quiz. This is awful. This it is, is isn't awful, it? Dave from the chat would buy the angry rhubarb. There you go, mate. There's a sale for you. He'd borrow the orange and burn the mojo. Lots of mojo, mojo burning on today. So um, Nice. David Dillinger's got like a really cool looking classic car by the looks of his little uh, icon. He does. So, on, let's bring it up again. You. What do you reckon that is? Yeah, I'm gonna. I don't know. It looks like looks American. It looks nah. it looks something fairly classic. I don't reckon he's got any enough money left to buy an angry rhubarb, so he can borrow this one. If he's running that thing, it's probably cost <laughs> him an nice. arm and a leg, so he can borrow this one. There we go, David Dillinger. There you go. Buzzle is gonna buy, buy the, the angry, angry rhubarb. rhubarb. Uh, borrow the orange. Bit too expensive. It looks great. Burn the burn the pile of Mojo Mojos. I did not like them in the past. My goodness. <laughs> What is wrong with you people? Wow. A lot of hate for TC. Yeah. A lot, lot of hate for TC. TC. I can't believe yeah. it. Burn the orange. Buy Mojo Mojo. Orange. Borrow Angry Rhubarb from Fergie and Friends. Thank you, mate. Yep. 
Fair. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, Dan. Daniel We do this, right? Dan, you choose from me, mate. What would I do? All right. Okay. You. Oh, well, you would definitely buy the angry rhubarb because you're a pedal fanatic. You would probably borrow the TC and burn the orange with, you know, a tear in your eye. Well, from having spoken to Mikey Demas, half of the team from Redbeard Effects tonight, I don't think I want to buy anything from ever again. I think the guy's an absolute maniac. <laughs> He's right. Alternatively, though, I would say, have you seen the size of Adrian Thorpe? And if you don't buy it, you could be in trouble. <laughs> okay, so I'm I, buying... I think long and hard about. I think long and hard about your answer here, mate. I'm buying two angry rhubarbs and a couple, <laughs> a couple of red mists. Um, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I would borrow the TC and I'd have to burn the orange at this point because I can't afford it, even though that makes me sad. Mm. I get the feeling, Dan, you would mm -hmm. buy the TC, you would borrow the angry rhubarb and you'd burn the orange. That is spot on, sir. But with the money I save from borrowing the rhubarb and buying the TC electronics, I would buy tickets for the guitar summit for Mikey, you and me. Twenty twenty. Hey, thanks, mate. That's kind, isn't it? That's nice. That's, That's lovely. Good. He's good, and he's a he's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Although I am tempted to burn an angry rhubarb just to see what Thorpey does. You know, I I, I kind of want to poke the bear. Do it. <laughs> I mean, I'll make some make some killer content. Literally. Bloody. Well, I play it whilst it was burning. You know, just just so you know. But I I, I can't. Yeah. My friend Steve would kill me quite literally. Um, all right, so any more, any more, any more burning and buying and stuff like that? Um, we've got a ultimate guitar will post. Independent builder wants to burn TC Electronic. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. We'll just we'll just gloss over this. Serang, <laughs> buy the angry rhubarb because tweakability. Borrow the Mojo Mojo because you've got to have something purple and burn the orange because I want to relic it. Good reason. Nice, nice take. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. By the angry rhubarb, very good because tweakability is very tweakable. I would add that it's an extremely, incredibly tweakable pedal. Yeah, as I said in my video, I need I need two because I want I have two favorite settings or two kind of favorite regions, and I really want to have two now. So I will. Have Let's to talk about one. your favorite settings. I want to know what your favorite settings are. Okay. Um, I can't remember roughly where it was, but about there. So I had, I oh know it wasn't, it was about yeah. there. It was really was poking up. Is that okay? okay? Can you, so can you guys see that? The, you're boosting sort of some mids, but it's boosting some high mids. Yeah, and I'm okay. getting a lot um, a lot from the, the post gain and a little post. bit of hairiness from the pre. That I, I really love. I imagine that's quite love. a honky song. I imagine that's pretty honky. It was really, really honky. Um, nice. Um, can you show us again, just for the for the podcast listeners? So, what, what that's what setting is that? Is it more of a mild setting? Oh, so as like as Mikey's printing? told us, we've got two drives. So my pre-drive yeah. is set about a quarter, and then okay. you've my my, my, my frequency is is some mids there, and the frequency gain is about two dB plus. That's that's where I, I kind of had it in the video. Yeah, and then post drive right. is just mm -hmm. over halfway. Um, right, and I played that with a, a spicy, down that's a spicy meatball. It was a spicy meatball. 
<laughs> it, I played it with a Chapman ML3 in dropped C sharp, and it right. just mm -hmm. killed. It just absolutely nice. killed. Um, I mean, we did say about playing some. I could play a clip. Should we try and play a clip? Yeah, let's see how that works out. <laughs> I, I, I can try it. Hang on. Let's let's do that. You can but try. Well, there is no try. Only do. Look, here we go. I'll name that clip, and then what I'll do is I'll drag this in here, and <laughs> is this a dead air? There we go. I lied. Wow. The post drive was all the way up. But as you might agree, everybody, <laughs> listeners, that was an amazing sound, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Divine. Divine uh, sounds very paradynamic, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, quite, <laughs> quite rhubarby as well. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, a little bit rhubarby around the corners. Very good. Yeah, I, I, I really, really enjoyed the pedal. Not just saying that because you're here, mate. Um, I'm very pleased, and you know that I would say if I didn't like it, and sadly or yeah we just wouldn't talk anymore if you didn't like it yeah. we just wouldn't talk anymore it'd just be the end of our of our relationship which would be fine you know it would. <laughs> i know you I mean, love it I'm there's really no pleased. guitar summit really so you, you can't get me not yet right let's do a little bit of chat with that chap mikey demas shall we okay. yeah we'll give okay. you a proper let's introduction here we go okay So we gotta we gotta we gotta bring him back on. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, for the questions, Mr. Mikey Demas from Skindred and of course Redbeard hey. Effects. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, All right. how are you doing? I'm good. I'm great. I'm doing really well. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here um on Tuesday, the eighth of June, twenty twenty one. We, you've been texting together together today, doing Back to the Future quotes, and I was, I've been waiting. Have I missed any yet? Because we were trying to catch each other on Back to the Future, and I'm wondering if you've thrown any. No, you, I've missed any. No, 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 no. You had me. To be honest with you, yeah, I've been running around like proverbial uh, blue ass fly today, trying to get everything sorted for um, the big release, the big push over the top for the Angry Rhubarb. Obviously, I had loads of like last minute things to do with the release mm -hmm. as per usual and um yeah had all kinds of stuff to just finalize and finish so i was on about several devices at once dancing around the, the illusion of having it all my stuff sorted but it's not, not the case mm -hmm. angry rhubarb all fruity gain and no crumble i like it and like that's it. nice fergie in france yeah I, I kind of enjoyed when i heard that you had lots of stuff left to do on the day of release that made me feel like a, a normal human being <laughs> So thank you yeah for i've had all the big stuff done it's just little things like you know being able to buy it on the website <laughs> just the just small thing because, right. yeah because there's this massive 
I'll be honest, there was this massive, like, uh, all these websites went down today. Like, there's this massive internet video, and I was like, I just hadn't put photos up of the Angry Rhubarb. And, uh, yeah, they wouldn't let me. So I was like, oh, great. Day release. Nothing's going to be able, no one's going to be able to see the thing. But it all was right in the end. It was all fine. It was all fine. It's all fine. It's the illusion of having it together. And under, under the surface, you know, the, 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 the duck's legs are going under the surface. There you go. So I know Dan has some quite probing questions for you. Um, we had some from okay. the chat as well, because um, we want to talk. We don't know anything about building pedals and running a pedal business. And out of the three of us, you are the most qualified right now. So wow, yeah, I, I know. Guess so. Okay, okay. So Weird. I just want to uh, shout okay. out to the chat. If people are in the chat, they have any questions for Mikey, drop them now, and we will ask them at some point during the next, I don't know, twenty minutes or so. But um. One thing I want to know, if I may kick off the, the conversation, is this is, in fact, the Angry Rhubarb Overdrive Mark II. And you said in Correct. a message to me there was a funny story about the Mark I. Is it possible to share that story or, or a little flavor of that story? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so the story of the Mark II versus the Mark I, it's not a million miles away from uh, what happened with the Red Mist. What typically happens is Thorpey... I'll either go to Thorpey with an idea for a pedal or he'll come to me with an idea for a pedal. And what happened with the Angry Rhubarb was he'd come up with this idea, this concept for a pedal. And he was like, I think it could be really cool for Redbeard effects to release this pedal where, you know, you have two overdrives flanking um, an EQ thing. I thought it was a great idea. And he sort of, you know, he obviously labored, labored over this design and was really happy with it, came to me. And I sort of went, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I said, do a bit more, do a bit of this, do a bit of this. Yeah, I've, I've got a death wish, I swear. Um, I was like, yeah, it's cool. The idea's got, he went away. I don't think he actually changed anything about it. I think he just came back and just showed me the same pedal. I was like, yeah, it's much better now. Because in my mind, I'd gone, <laughs> oh yeah, just do this. Um, <laughs> no, there were a couple of little tiny tweaks made to the original um the the we, we went through a whole different load of names what we were going to call it it's been named a few different things and we kind of were like the name's not right the name's not right and these needs to be the name can be better so um a, a combination of a few tweaks to the to the circuit and tweaks to the name in general and tweaks to the pedals identity we sort of landed at the mark ii thing you know in keeping with the red mist because we called that the red mist mark four because there were loads of iterations of that that we went back and forth about and obviously I'm a big Star Wars fan as well. So it was like Star Wars, yeah, episode four, Mark episode four, four. start on the Mark four. <laughs> People asking questions about it. It's a funny thing. And sort of carried on the tradition with this Mark two, because the Mark one is just this elusive thing that sort of existed, but sort of didn't. But it's just a series of tweaks that get us to what we're both happy with, basically. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to realize it takes a lot of guts to look, to look at Thorpey and go, yeah, it's not right. You know what I mean? Because he's like, he's a big guy, dude. He's a big guy, and you kind of like, you, you know, going back to him, going, yeah, it's needs something else. It's always difficult, you know. So yeah, there's a lot I mean, of Mark Twos and Mark Threes. I, I like it. I like the fact that there's there's a mark on there. It makes me it makes me curious. But thank you for. I I want to know. I want to know what other names. Like, would you, could you just drop one that it was kind of? I don't want to probe too deeply, but. Um, we were, for the longest time, considering calling it the Red Beardium Drive. Uh-huh. 
because obviously all the pedals have this like kind of this um iconic kind of um oh you've got a great big piece of shrapnel on the bottom of this um yeah the uh <laughs> it's got this sticker on the bottom where it says powered by red beardium which is this element that um, thorpe and i sort of invented which is kind of like the story behind that is there's obviously an element called rubidium which is this uh, highly reactive material um and so we kind of thought well why don't we change the name of that slightly and then we can say that our pedals are kind of highly reactive if you kind of see it there don't know if you can see it highly reactive Ooh, yeah. highly reactive <laughs> so we sort of we made this we made up this um this uh this this element on the periodic table it doesn't really exist but it's got a couple of numbers on there which are like private in jokes for some stuff between him and i and um and yeah so basically we were going to call the drive the red beardium drive but we just figured, I don't know, it's, it just feels like it had kind of didn't have enough. We just felt like we wanted it to be the something something, you know, the other the other pedals we released had been like the something something and it kind of like it's a cool theme. And I just felt like that kind of had a bit more of a like memorable thing. And so, yeah, we, we 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 knew we wanted to make a pink pedal. We knew we wanted to make it pink like the, we knew we wanted the drive to be pink, mainly just because it looks not only does it look really great on a, like an enclosure, but like it, like you know, you like annoying people, like these kind of like boomery types who are like, I'll never play a pink pedal. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know, you know, like, like whatever. I, I think a pink thing looks really cool, and if it annoys people, then I kind of like that too. Um, you know, I'm and yeah, we were like, well, what is pink? We went through all kinds of things like, what's pink? Something about because obviously there's been a lot of pink pedals as well. Like there's obviously I think there was, I think the JHS where there was like the Pink Panther delay. I think maybe they even had to change the name of that to the Lucky Cat actually, or something like that. But anyway, there's lots of pink pedals and kind of like what can we call it that's pink, uh, that's kind of memorable. And we sort of came, we were throwing ideas around and landed on rhubarb, and then we decided to make it the angry rhubarb, and thus it was a thing. Yeah. For what it's worth, I think you made the right choice. I think the Red Beardium Drive was a, a less cool name. Yeah, it was kind of cool. We were we were sort of happy with it for a while, and then it was like I had one of those like no, back to the drawing board moments. We had one of those moments when we realised that the guy who originally played Martin McFly just wasn't cutting it, so we had to reshoot the entire film with uh, Michael J. Fox because it just wasn't cricket. <laughs> So Eric, it's the Eric Stoltz of the of the acting world, of the pedal world. Sorry, it was. It could have been. It could have been. But thankfully, what, what we went with been? MJ, and and the rest is history, or for the future. <laughs> oh, this just writes itself, <laughs> doesn't it? This is great. Deep, isn't it? <laughs> it's almost like we pre-planned this. We haven't. Uh, we haven't. I just didn't have my pre-show coffee. It's showing. I'm just oh, just boy. nodding and and waving. Uh, <laughs> Dan has some great yeah. questions, so, so please, Dan, ask these amazing questions. Oh, okay. you're putting me on the spot here with, with already, you know, giving them the attribute of being amazing. Actually, I, I just wanted to go a little bit away from like just that one single pedal, the Angry Rhubarb, and go back to kind of what does it take to create a pedal? Like there are so many parameters to to consider from, you know, the size of the pedal, how how it's supposed to sound. Is there a like a, a market for the pedal itself? You know, is there something unique about it? What's the price point? Um, you know, can you source the parts in, in what quantities? I mean, there are so many questions. Like, could you give us a little bit of a uh, lowdown on how how you 
internally decide on on those factors like where do you start like you said that that adrian kind of confronted you with that cool idea to get have that parametric uh overdrive how do you take it from there it's, it's a great idea but so many people they just uh struggle with taking a great idea and kind of getting to a point where it materializes so how do you approach that okay so in the in the instance of the angry rhubarb um he what, what what Thorpe tends to do is sort of if he comes up with an idea he'll make it happen in a circuit he'll, he'll create he'll he'll create a circuit and then you know we'll, we'll order a really small quantity of the circuit board to sort of okay. to see if to see and then and propagate it to see if it's any good you know and tweak it from there really mm -hmm. a lot you know lots of things sort of start as life for something else um i know for a fact like the like the fallout cloud that he did for example was like his him reimagining the the big muff you know from the ground up and kind of taking the big muff to pieces and how could i make this better how could i make this like more stable like fix the problems do that kind of thing and so a lot of pedals come from that like it's got an inherent problem with it and how do you fix it um mm -hmm. rather than just like you know we're not our vibe isn't really like I want to make a really true to form uh, clone of anything. Like, I'm not really interested in doing that. There's so many companies and builders who like give who make you a clone or a tube screamer or something. You know, that's like got its own take on stuff. And people do really well with that. But it's just from even from a marketing point of view, it's not something I'm really interested in. Is like piggybacking mm -hmm. on that kind of thing. And I'm not really interested in like how do you even begin to like market something. You know, that's like mm -hmm. you can get. In, in 10 different iterations from other people so i don't know it's not as much fun really and from a design point of view it's like i want to do something that's different and i want to do something that's a bit weird um you know and and thorpe is really similar really similar mindset you know he's not really interested in doing like copies of stuff he, i know that when he was when he was really learning his his craft he was sort of building clones and stuff like that and um that's what kind of gets you into, you know, any creative thing is like you, you learn by copying and that's totally cool. Like, you know, the, any creative thing is like you copy your heroes and then by the time it's gone through your filtration, it comes out as your own thing. You know, it's not it, like trying to pass off someone else's work as your own is not okay. But copying mm -hmm. someone's work and kind of like, you know, mangling it and doing different things. I think, you know, that's just creation 101. Like anyone who's not doing that, who says they're not doing that, it's not the case. Um, and so, yeah, you know, like first it comes, I guess it comes with an idea, like, and having an idea is a hard enough thing for an, a semi-original idea for a pedal. Um, and, you know, typically it would be like Thorpe designing a circuit and then it coming back to you know then us having a pedal that we can both test and go what do we like about it what would we change about it um mm -hmm. do we think we could sell a couple of these to various people mm -hmm. and you know the litmus test for that really is like if i like it and he likes it then chances are there's more people out there who'd like it you know i feel like mm -hmm. you kind of got to sort of trust your gut a little bit about about that thing and um you know it's i feel like it's like with anything it's like writing songs or anything like that like you always you always go diving for pearls, but sometimes you get clams. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, what you, not every single thing you can do can be like a runaway success. Um, you know, some, and we're only three pedals in. It's our third pedal, and it's and it's all gone really well. But I imagine that you can't release 
I would imagine, you know, typically an overdrive is quite a popular choice as a, for a pedal, someone to buy, versus if we were, if I, this pedal turned out to be a, a ring modulating, like, uh, sawtooth saw vibrato uh, bit crusher, it's more niche, you know? Is it cool? Yeah, it's awesome cool, but, like, you're not necessarily going to move hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them, mm -hmm. you know? So we we the design is kind of like do you think you do you think do we think we could sell an overdrive like this so yeah why not you know i think that's a doable thing so that's you know that we've got loads of weird ideas that are like on the back burner because it's like well we have to be able to make it worth our while to push something and then it's kind of like you want something that people will love and people will talk about and people will you know be inspired by um so that's a massive uh -huh. part of the like design yep. should we shouldn't we um okay. and physically from there it's literally just test thumbs up thumbs down tweak 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 argue 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 agree um <laughs> and then and then a lot of the time it's conceptualizing you know like a name for the thing how's it going to look you know imagine it's a real thing and then typically from there it's like that's when things start to really sort of sink or swim you know we've got we've got about three or four pedals on the on the on the simmer at the moment that are like have names <laughs> have circuits have like you know an idea of what we want to do with them it's literally just not wanting to bombard ourselves onto the marketplace and just take our time and put the proper effort into into you know each each release as we want to go you know how do how do we have to imagine the 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 testing like prototyping are you sitting together with with uh, Thorpe in a room and you you know check out various like iterations of the same pedal or is it like okay you have like one like let's say mark one of that pedal and then you you test it personally at home and then you give them some feedback you know i need a shape differently and i need to i need another switch or i need another part to to kind of dial in something how how is that process to to kind of you know yeah so we change stuff so yeah so i'll, I'll typically i'll go i'll go to like redbeard and thorpey hq which is um near oxford and i'll go up there and we'll we will go through things physically in person together um sometimes i'll bring stuff stuff away to kind of play with that kind of thing but i'll you know we're very much we're very much sort of joined at the hip with this operation to be honest that sort of we speak every day one way or another about um the shape of things with redbeard and what we're doing and what's next and what's today and what happened yesterday and and da 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 da, -da. Mm -hmm. it's sort of it's pretty full-on um but in terms of actual physically testing yeah when we when covid was really you know when lockdown was happening we obviously we weren't able to sort of uh congregate anywhere but once restrictions were a bit eased it made it a lot easier to go up and do stuff um so yeah i'll be i'll be in person testing stuff out um he typically like gets it to a point where it can be tested um mm -hmm. And there was another question you asked as well. I'd, and what this is what you were asking. You're asking me. <laughs> I would say that it's not because I because I actually build these things and I help design them from the ground up. Um, I'm completely on on track with the limitations uh, of their design, that kind of thing. And not to make it sound like things are limited, but it's like uh, we're not in a position where we're like, let's give this thing 14 knobs. It's like, how do you make mm -hmm. this thing? absolutely kick massive amounts of ass using five or six knobs and one or two foot switches and that is it yeah, like yeah. but because you know just from a just from a manufacturing point of view we've got it to a point where we can we can scale stuff with with things as they are 
um, that's like a long and tedious uh, design and uh, engineering discussion we could have, but it's not a, the case of let's put a billion switches on this or a billion knobs. It's very much like how can we make it work within the constraints of the pedal we've designed and make if it doesn't work on five or six knobs, then maybe it's not it's not right yet. Uh, and that's mm. not to say down the line we're we're talking about doing like you know maybe doing like some a deluxe edition of like the angry of a honey badger for example which is like a bigger pedal and has more stuff going on but you know mm -hmm. that's that's just ideas we're throwing around at this point it's we're still at the point where we can we can uh design and and create a series of effects that work in this format and you know they're typically they'll have five knobs or six knobs and one or two switches maybe a toggle you know but it's i found that having too many options isn't necessarily a good thing with these things and you know i don't believe that it makes you more creative i don't believe that it makes you more musical necessarily mm -hmm. having like tons and tons and tons and tons of options it's more like how can we strip it down to like bare essentials mm -hmm. you know the, i think there's a line for me between like average sort of drive pedal where it's got a tone knob which sort of does makes it either go thin and bright or fat and muddy okay there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a world between that and like absolutely pages and pages of menus on a on a yeah. digital modeler there's a world between that where it's like i want some tweakability but i don't want it to be like necessarily super like super easy but i don't want it to be like mm. i need to get the manual out and you know, yeah. and this pedal is probably the closest thing we've done to it being complicated because not a lot of people have used the parametric EQ before potentially, and it's like I don't get it, but it's actually really easy once you once you know it's just it's mm. easy peasy. I think you nailed it. I think I even said in my video that it's 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 a simple pedal. It doesn't it's not simple as in doesn't do much. It's simple as in easy to uh, to operate, and that means that even if someone doesn't know what that EQ does, you can just play around with the knobs, and it will tell you instantly. And yeah. the pre-drive, just to take that as an example, the pre-drive and the post-drive, um, they're two very different drives. So mm -hmm. you don't have to use one; you can use the other. And I think. I I am I interpreted that as you coming from a stage live show musician, you know, sort of playing a show and and something not being quite as you like it, so you might want to sort of bend down and and tweak it a little little bit. And if there's too many knobs and too much going on, then that could screw up the show. So, is, is absolutely, that a you know, I've, absolutely, I've always been a pedals in front of a tube amp kind of person, and for me you know in a live setting or in a recording setting or in a rehearsal setting don't really want to be getting into complex stuff i want you know want it to be able to be like that knob does that that knob does that i'm in i'm out like it not being really complicated and you know there's some companies that make re like complex stuff that you really do have to sit and and get into and get it right and go don't touch it it's perfect but i don't i don't really want any of our stuff to be like that i want it to be like Every time you turn a knob, it's fun and something fun happens. And, you know, you're either like, I like that. or I'm not sure. I'll come back to that rather than I don't understand this. It's too, it's too complicated. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I want to be able to like bend down mid gig and go, this needs a little bit more 2k. I'm feeling like I need to like, I need to feel this in my feelings. Ah! <laughs> We've got a, a question from the chat, which is kind of based on what you're talking about. And how did you decide on um, the pedal size? So the enclosure size, because people are moving towards smaller pedals. 
I would say the the Redbeard FX pedals are a, a standard size, an expected size for a pedal. I wouldn't say they're large, I wouldn't say they're small, I'd say they're unexpected size. Mm -hmm. Was that a factor? Did you mm -hmm. ever think about Early doing standard. micro pedals or we totally thought about every every element, you know, because what we did was it was more like what does the circuit look like? What does the PCB inside the circuit board look like inside when it's propagated? What's the smallest you can make? Because all our insides, just so you know, are like they're through hole PCB. They're made by they're soldered by hand, um, so that means things have to be a certain size. Um, and so they're, they they typically our circuits turn out to be a certain size. They work on a certain sort of framework. And so, what's the smallest pedal size you can make around that to save real estate on a pedal board? Um, you know, but whilst also occupying enough space where it's not like it rolls over if you tread on it funny. Like I know Thorpey's kind of a little bit anti um, mini pedals just because he's uh, he's got like I don't know size fourteen feet or something. So you know he's like he, he's gonna like he's gonna roll the thing over or break it or that kind of thing. Um, I wasn't against the idea of mini pedals, but again, it's kind of like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. There's nothing wrong with it being this sort of standardy kind of size. We were kind of like you know you look at like the best pedal design of all time like a boss pedal and you think well what did they do what, what would what, what could we do differently and obviously these are like handmade in the uk um and the, the, the our methodology is completely different but we wanted to make it out of something fairly lightweight that was still strong so it's like it's the compo uh, the enclosure is aluminium so it's lightweight little things like that more more so than the main two things were like pedalboard real estate and also, like, how big are these things when they're in a box and they're in boxes in boxes inside a box that you ship them around the world and keep right. your carbon footprint small? Because, you know, it really pisses me off when I get a pedal from someone and it's like, it's this pedal rattling around in this big cardboard box. I think it's lazy. I don't think, I don't think there's any need for it. You know, we have our pedal, our boxes made to, to match, like, the size of the pedal, basically. So it's nothing like, it's not rattling around in there. And so when there's like 20 or four of those in a box, then you know what I mean? Rather than you're not shipping air around the world, which mm -hmm. is just like no good for the environment. It's a waste of time, waste of money, waste of space. So yeah, we thought about every little thing about that, about these, these pedals is like, are they light? Are they, they're not taking up any more room than they have to. They're not like small for the sake of being small. Um, at this point, you know, it's just, they were, they were, they were engineered to like work with the best with the our methodologies that we were using. So hand-built hand-soldered through whole pcbs you know that we're 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 making we're considering making the change to doing stuff to smd which is surface mount stuff so it's all kind of you know things can potentially come in smaller just because you know these things are moving at a rate where it's like not entirely sure that we can keep up with the demand so it might be that stuff moves to smd in which case you know you could you could potentially even change the size of the enclosure again but um at this point that's that's what we that's what we wanted them to be like pretty much standard pedal design you know we took into account things like you know a lot of people would argue, would argue that they wanted top mounted jacks we listened we did that um you know didn't want to be one of those pedals that had side mounted jacks i just it just seemed like you're asking for trouble on a pedal board takes up space that you don't need it to yeah. um you know that kind of thing like the mojo mojo i think <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. Well, I'm glad. Well, Gilbert, I'm glad we burned it. Yeah. 
No, just little things like that. It's like you know, you you kind of have to you kind of have to think what what do people what's like the, what do people popularly you know seem to want on a pedal. Um, I didn't again get the feeling that people were like if it's not the size of you know a matchbox, I'm not interested. You know, I wanted you know people still want to stand on a thing that has some presence. Yeah. I think, and you know, it's sort of from a design point of view as well. If, I wanted it to look like you can see what it is from a pedal board photograph or like, you know, from back here, like didn't want to be like, what is it? You know, I love design, but I wanted the, wanted the, the names of them to be like, to stand out and be like, I can see what it is. So that when you see it, you know, on a pedal board, you don't have to like, you don't have to wonder, you know what it is. Just little things like that we thought about, you know? That's cool. there's a lot of insight in there. There's a lot of things that I, yeah. you know, I don't really think about when I unbox a pedal and, and say. What, yeah, I'm what giving the game away. Saying. I need to. I need to say less. I'm giving it all away. Giving <laughs> my all the tricks. No, it's 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 yeah. not it's not like inform new information. It's just a lot of common sense that I hadn't thought about. You know. Um, well, it's little things as well. Like so, when we were deciding about packaging, it's like wanted to make all the packaging as recyclable as possible. So it's like you know. I think it's either has been recycled or you know it's all recyclable um and also it's like we didn't i want i didn't want to um deal with things like manuals so it's like because it's just another thing to spend money on for people to potentially like lose throw away whatever i know some people would like a sort of physical manual but all our manuals are digital and you can get the manual by like there's a qr code on every box that you can't really see because it's like there we go. There we go. Like that. There's a QR code. That says, "Where's my manual?" And it's there. So if you scan that with your phone, it brings up the manual. Brings up your manuals, and basically, it's just there forever with any luck, as long as the internet's working. As long as long as not every internet website goes down like it did today. Um, but yeah, that's the idea. Is just like again, smaller carbon footprint. You know, like don't ship around a bit of paper around the world. Like just people don't really need that stuff. We don't include little rubbery feet. In the bottom of our pedals like some people do oh just yeah like, every, like like people just put velcro on it or you know deal with it you know it's like it's just another thing to like end up in landfill which i'm not really into so it's like <laughs> um you know just stuff like that you like you can't not think about now i think you know I'm, i want to make sure all our stuff's like recyclable and you know that kind of thing it's it's important you know it's great to hear that you've got that responsive approach and you know for some people it might be a little bit like a my way or the highway kind of way of thinking but on the other hand i mean if if your name or you know your brand is basically on the pedal i mean then your attitude should be behind it and uh, i highly respect that so yeah oh thanks cool yeah well i mean it costs more money like the recycled stuff costs more money but it's like sure. yeah i don't think it's um i don't think you really have a choice you know it's kind of like well I don't know. It's, everyone has a duty to do their bit, and this is just a tiny, tiny little thing. You know, it's nothing in the big scheme of things, but it's just like, even like the little bags that, like the bags that um, our our stickers and stuff come in. Um, you know, the, all the, like the case candy that comes with the box candy. Sorry, a couple of stickers. There's like a key ring, and that's kind of even the little baggy thing. They're biodegradable. I was like, they have to be biodegradable. Oh, I just wow. hate the idea mm -hmm. of like there being like, yeah, they're, they're, I hate the idea of there being like plastic bags like going into landfill that are like we're responsible for that like you know we spend money on for no reason for someone to eventually just chuck away it's just yeah it's not cool so i'm not down with it not down with it 
<laughs> it is kind of senseless um, anyway, because as you said, people, I, I'm not a manual person. I, I, I just kind of put them to one side and twiddle about. That mm -hmm. probably should be my, my channel tagline, actually. But uh, <laughs> send me a pedal and I'll twiddle it about. <laughs> don't send me a manual because I'll just throw it away. Um, <laughs> we had some more questions for the chat. We'll go into those in a second. But Dan, I wrote down some of the stuff that we spoke about earlier. Um, and mm -hmm. I know that Mikey's covered a lot of stuff in the chat that he's uh, uh, he's doing a rather good job of, of managing because I feel like I'm lacking a little bit today. But <laughs> One thing I wanted to know about was, um, and Dan and I spoke about, was deciding the distribution. So how do you decide to, to sell just through your websites or through a few dealers? Or how does that work? Well, again, um, we started off small. And, I'll, you know, I'll be honest. I, when I decided I want to, I'll come back to this. I, I will do a massive tangent. I have this thing where I answer the question and I go, but another thing I'll go off on when I come back. I will come back, I promise. If I don't, remind me to come back, bring it back, bring okay. it back. Um, when I decided I wanted to start a pedal company, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what I was doing. I had all these ideas. All I had was like pedal design ideas or like how they looked or what they might sound like. I didn't really have any idea of how to get those ideas into a tangible thing that you can hold in your hand. Um, I went to Thorpey for some advice and then Thorpey for, for some time. And he really liked the ideas I was having. I was like, I want to do this with you. Let's, let's partner up on this. I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. You know, couldn't have asked for, couldn't have asked for a better scenario. Really. I've just sort of, you know, become like part business partners with like probably like the most important UK built pedal builder, like hands down. Like, so, um, really stoked with that. And yeah, basically, you know, we sort of piggybacked our operations onto the way Thorpe effects does stuff. So from like, uh, build methodologies and like just the whole structure of how to make it work. But yeah. I guess mm -hmm. what we did was we didn't know how successful these pedals were, were or were not going to be. So it was like, you know, we committed to do, to doing initial runs of things and we approached some dealers, you know, to basically stock some of our stuff. It wasn't, none of it was like huge, ridiculous orders because this is all like essentially boutique stuff. Not that that has a lot of meaning anymore, but it's not, you know, it's not mass produced. Mm -hmm. We don't produce masses and masses of these. They're sort of, they're, at this point, they're produced in the hundreds rather than in the thousands, you know. Um, and so, yeah, we approached a load of dealers uh, in the UK. We, we hopped onto some of Torpy's existing dealers. We also um, just took a gamble and went to NAM in 2020, in the beginning of 2020, which was probably, you know, some people might think that was a bit premature because we'd only been around for, you know, we'd only launched about three or four months prior with our first pedal, the Red Mist. And they were like, right, we're going to go to NAM in January and launch the Honey Badger and just have like mm -hmm. two pedals, boom, boom, like, which is what we did. And obviously met loads of really cool people in NAM and made loads of good relationships got on board with more dealers again you know small early days for redbeard just you know getting more of an international dealer base set up and then obviously the pandemic happened whoosh lockdown covid where you know no one knows what that's going to look like so I, I basically a lot of people sort of froze their operation we kind of like were sort of like you know just waiting to see what happened with dealers and so on um thankfully you know orders continue to go out people were, we've we sold stuff direct obviously we've always sold stuff direct um and then over time uh basically thorpey was was in you know in chats with uh mass distro 
in the USA about going on board with them. And that's something that they decided to do together. And, you know, they took us, they took Redbit on as well, which is fantastic. Um, so we literally just in, just in launching the Angry Rhubarb today, it's sort of, it's mass distro sort of first welcome to, welcome to the family kind of thing, which is really awesome. And they look after all kinds of really cool builders. They do, um, they do obviously Forby effects. They do um, 1981, um, Alexander Pedals, I believe they do, um, Spaceman, uh, Ranger Effects, I think, in the UK, um, and ourselves. There's a bunch of others. There's a load of stuff. They do some really cool stuff. They do GFI. Um, they do a load of cool stuff. So they're working with some really cool brands. Um, and yeah, it's just it's been a it's been a real shot in the arm for us, really, of just like streamlining and taking us up to that next level of just getting our stuff out there um mm -hmm. and again it's like it's just there's a line between you know overshooting what you're able to do and just you know and keeping things small but obviously obviously we want to be successful we want to sell these things we want people to love them we want people to play them and tell other people about them we want to be a contender you know i'm not not messing around you know i'll be quite honest like i want to like i want these things to do well of course i do you know, that's just like good business sense. So I'm really lucky and I'm really grateful that all this, all the mechanics and all the chances and all the possible good luck things like that a person could possibly ask for to be handed um, to do this, I've been, I've been afforded, which is just absolutely madness. You know, I couldn't ask for a better situation, really. Um, you know, it is early days for us. We're still, you know, we're, we're things are consistent. We sell stuff like, globally at this point you know the company's only company's not even two years old mm -hmm. and we're selling stuff globally and you know we have an international dealer base through a really kick-ass distributor which is insane i can't really i can't really i can't even i can't even i'm really stoked on it and you know i have i have um Thorpey effects to thank for that because i we we have got to a place which would have taken me on my own probably about 10 years to figure out on my own you know mm -hmm. i didn't have to make all the mistakes that you know companies like thorpey did early on they made the mistakes for me and so we know we knew what to avoid when we were releasing stuff we knew we knew how to like get straight to like talk to this person use this service this is the place to get parts from don't mess around with these people blah 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 black guy's a good guy don't mess with her she's crazy blah 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 you know all that kind of stuff we just we just skipped a load of nonsense jumped over straight to like things being awesome so that's great basically i think i've probably tangented a little bit there i think probably yeah, sure it's yeah, fine yeah. it's absolutely fine it's yeah. uh it told the story but was <laughs> like it's it's funny talking to you now because mikey and i have talked before in another video and back then you seemed like um like you were not in over your head, but certain like you were being led and you felt as if you were learning like second by second. And now talking to you, you seem grounded, you seem in control, you seem to have a plan, you seem to know what you're talking about. And I'm wondering, wow. um, <laughs> I'm wondering <laughs> if you feel the same way. Uh, a little bit yeah a little bit i feel i guess there's a lot more confidence with what i do with generally with other stuff um because when i came to this uh business idea i was totally green and i had a lot of you know mentorship from other people you know i had a lot of people 
working in the industry that really helped me out with stuff. And I've, um, you know, since taken all this, all this like knowledge and I'm helping a couple of people um, set up some different businesses um, just with the stuff I've learned. And, you know, people come to a thing without any understanding of how something works. And it can be a bit of a sort of uh, a gatekeeper scenario where it's like you need to know the right people to kind of be allowed in. And, and uh, you know, as I said, I've been really lucky to to know some of the right people for stuff. And I, have, I enjoy having some really good relationships with the right people in this industry uh which is fantastic um i think that i think probably when we last spoke it was like last year wasn't it and i think that the 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 pandemic was still such a fresh thing i think i was probably freaking out about a lot of things in my life to be honest with you and you know just this time this time of being in one place for a long time has been very grounding and you know getting to grips with what i do for a living and being a bit more having more confidence in the things that i do and that being okay you know has been an incredible experience the last 18 months you know it's been learned a lot about the world and my life and the the different things i'm interested in and passionate about and uh, other people and you know and yeah i find myself where i am a bit more a little bit smarter a little bit a little bit more realizing that I know nothing about anything and somewhere in between is where I find myself. <laughs> I just, yeah, you put me on a on a good day. I think last time I'd probably like, I might've been hung over last time we talked actually. There's a good chance I was. Oh yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, you were. I was hung over. Yeah, no wonder oh, I felt like I didn't know what the hell was going on. I think I'd been up all night on the, on the source. But it, it's certainly not a, <laughs> um, a criticism of past Mikey. It's, it's just a, an observation that, current mikey oh, looks, right. looks almost zen in in comparison oh thank you oh feel zen it's this chair i've got a new chair <laughs> Ooh, must have sold a few pedals then um in that case mikey, to, to, to go on from that question what what is the advice that the current mikey demas would give to someone who is going on a, a little adventure Ooh. um well I guess first and foremost, I think the thing that I found quite um, debilitating early on was I, I was, it took for somebody else to go, you are able to do this. Like I taught myself out of doing of various different endeavors in the past. And just because, you know, of having a mindset of like not knowing where to start and not knowing who to ask and probably not having like, and probably lacking some self-belief in that you could, you could do a thing like if, if you know, and the truth is, if you have the resources and the people and the help and the support, then you can put anything you set your mind to, really, within reason. I mean, there's not a lot of chance to me being like an astronaut or like, you know, going to the moon, like <laughs> that kind of thing. Like, that's not ne that's not necessarily a goal of mine. That's not a goal of mine. It might be for someone else. But like, I, I was at a point where I was like, there was a time in my life when if someone said, you should start a pedal company, I would have been like, no, that won't work. How could I even, I wouldn't even know where to begin. No one would buy them, blah, 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 blah. I talked myself, you know, into it not being a thing. And so I would tell someone now that that talk is bullshit, basically. And there is a way around things and with the right support, with the right guidance, with the right, you know, mentor or support, uh, asking the right questions to the right people, um, then you can, you can do anything that you really will put your mind to if it's something you're passionate about. You know, I mean, I never, never made the connection in my mind that I like pedals. I could make pedals and that would be <laughs> a thing. I just was like, I like pedals. 
like I didn't even conceive that it'd be like that's something you could do in the same way that when I was 15 if so I didn't think that like playing the guitar love playing the guitar that is something that you could do that is something that you could do like to for a living I would have been like huh I was like no way I'm gonna go to university and I don't know uh, write essays and that's going to be some and I, what a terrible I, that sounds terrible sounds, I can't imagine anything worse and so just having that kind of belief that self-belief of like this is the thing that you could do it, whatever mm. it is you know if it's something you're really into then there can be a way for you to make it work for you you know and I am living proof of that it sounds really cheese but it's like it's true like <laughs> I think you 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 never know what you're capable of until you have a crack at doing it, and you know just being being open to being open to giving things a go. I think you know not learning that kind of like I could do a thing. I think that's the greatest gift is real like when you realise that I could do a thing. Oh my god, that's the greatest gift. And giving that to someone else who like you can see them going through the same like no like the same loops of like nah i can't do that i can't do that and when you can see when you can see them beginning to see like the possibility of maybe i could do that you know that is like the greatest gift to give someone honestly it's just like watching someone's horizons just go expand is wicked and i would um highly highly uh talk up doing that for for you know for anyone else and uh, encourage people to um expand their horizons and it sounds like i know i realize that sounds like a really like oh yeah i'll just or i'll just but it has to everything starts with a single step and it's just having that belief or just you know the the faith in just i reckon i could have a go at that and all too often in our lives we're told by other people oh you can't do that i was one of those people i was told like nah you can't do that and i believe that and it's it's self-limiting behavior and i don't get involved with any of that anymore you know, if, I, if I'm into something, I, I'll go, I walk down the path of, I reckon I could have a crack at that, you know, and I reckon I'd make a good crack at it and I reckon it would be good. And I find that there are more things like that now than 10, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. So I, I, I love helping other people with that and finding their thing and just like helping to nurture it and helping, helping them to go, you know, I'm going to do this thing. I'm like, you should absolutely do it i'm just going around in circles talking about the thing do the thing find the thing do the thing <laughs> yeah. it's the truth it is the truth though it's the truth and it begins with just having a go and believing that you can have a go at something you know mm -hmm. andy like i mean there would have been a point when like you were like i'm gonna do a youtube channel and there was a, probably a lot of chat like nah there's probably a oh, bit absolutely. of like mm. i mean there, there still is it's my there understanding yeah that's it's my understanding that youtubers to you know battle with that all the time but here you are doing the thing and fair play you know? right now currently in this moment in this moment exactly and long may it continue you know so i, I hope I'm an so. advocate uh, for, advocate for doing the thing and encouraging people to do the thing and to I, give I want it, the give book all. you should do do books and, or, or downloadable you know pdfs uh, mikey demas do the uh, thing do the thing yeah. i am writing <laughs> I, i'm writing a, i'm writing a book right now i'm writing a book there we are. Is it? I, I really hope it's am. called do. I really am. If it's not called do the thing or something like that, if it's some, you know, classy title, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> do the thing. Uh, 
Thorpey's just texted me saying, burn TC electronic, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just popped up on my screen. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, hold on Whoops. a second. There this, was is a at... this is your yeah. fault. This is your fault. Asking what should we burn? This is not my fault. Yeah. I should have almost supposed to say, burn the burn the angry rhubarb. Burn my own thing. What am I supposed to say? Burn the orange guitar. Like so orange drop me as an indoor C. This is entrapment. This is actual so... entrapment. And I'm not cool with it. I love TC Electronic. I use a TC Electronic tuner. I've got a bloody Hang on, hang on, hang on. Just so you know. Charlie Cooper from Orange is in the chat right now. So if you do want to lose all your relationships with Orange, you can do it right <laughs> now, 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 live on the show. <laughs> and what's next after pedals, Mikey? Um, a PR campaign to save my skin, probably. <laughs> after this, probably get... what's, after, what's next after pedals? What is next after pedals? Okay, this is a really good question. Charlie Cooper from Orange Amps. Um, really, really cool dude. Um, what's next after pedals? Well, obviously my band's getting a bit more active again, so it's not after pedals. It's like running, coinciding with pedals. Um, mm -hmm. I'm also in the process of rejuvenating my YouTube channel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm in the process of making content. Um, I'm in a sort of like stockpiling mode at the moment where I've made a bunch of videos and I'm just waiting until I've got enough where I can go boom, 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 trying to put something up more regularly, doing something week by week. Um, which Andy actually has been massively helpful with, uh, with helping me out with stuff like that. So kudos to you, Andy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. So yeah, I, um, I would say that if anybody wanted off the back of this to go and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Oh, come on. Now's your opportunity. <laughs> Flipping <laughs> out. Sell some pedals, uh, demolish a multinational company and <laughs> plug your own YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah steal steal your audience basically yeah i've today's been a good day i've really burned some bridges here haven't I? <laughs> yeah I well um... the dots. last week we've been we've been reporting about the big fire at uh boutique amps distributions and now it all you know the puzzle oh, yeah. is complete you know Mikey watch out D. for Redbeard. yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god 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 you can't even joke about that that's, not fair. that's a terrible thing it's a terrible I thing know. that happens to a lot of good people oh my god i can't even i'm not even joking about that no no no, no, oh no, no. just kidding just kidding but i think that's i think awful. there's it's good and it shows your competitiveness that that you that your approach to kind of you know building that company and kind of getting out the product is that you want to succeed and you don't want to clone existing products. You, you want to provide like additional value to the customer. You want to have something that's unique in the market and that is successful. You know, it just shows your, your yeah. passion about it. You know, you care. You yeah. seem hungry. Uh, well, you seem yeah, super hungry. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. yeah, I am. I'm starving. Actually. I haven't had dinner, but besides that, because I've been waiting to do this <laughs> thing with you guys, but outside of that, no, absolutely. Um, I don't, I don't want to exist in a space where we're like taking someone else's thing. You know, I want to have our own thing and it to do its own thing and do well. I don't want to be the biggest pedal company on the planet. You know, I, I, there's a space for everyone. And I enjoy being able to be in a space in this sort of community where people lift each other up rather than pull each other down, you know, and I really, I think that's a really important thing in any creative industry, you know, it's the same with music. Um, I think it's the same with, you know, people who build, guitars or guitar amps and it's you know anyone who's been to nam would know that it's really sort of inclusive environment where you sort of 
brings people together and that's what we're doing with music and with guitars you know um and I, I don't want to be stealing anyone else's thing. I, I just want to have, I want to, I want our own thing to do as well as it can do. And I'll do everything I can to make it do that, you know. Mm. Um, you know, obviously I'm a massive fan of what other people do. I'm a massive fan of, you know, Way Huge, uh, like Moog, um, Earthquaker Devices. Like, I think those some of those companies, what they're doing is they make some really cool out there stuff. And I think if I could even exist in the same, like, conversation in the same space as companies like that like you're doing all right you know and obviously like, outside of that you've got like even you know, massively massively successful companies like boss tc electronic all these kind of places and, like electroharmonics like even to be in the same conversation as some of them is like wow you've arrived you know um and it's early days for us it's early days for us and who knows what where it will go i would love to have like a range of pedals I wouldn't want to necessarily have any needless pedals. I just want would want something to exist of its own merit. Um, and like I said, I just want people to play them and like them and use them, you know, and talk about them and tell other people about them. That's all you can ask for, really. Um, you know, the company will uh, do what it does and we'll continue to put out stuff we think is is wicked. And hopefully there's other people out there who agree. And hopefully that can only just grow, you know. That's the plan, I guess. I think you're nearing the so point where it stops becoming, uh, stops being, um, and I'm going to put, I know uh, Thorpey's in it as well, but it stops being Mikey Demas's pedals and starts just being some pedals. And that's at the point when they're really going to change level of, it's not so much you pushing it and, and you, you with, the, with the branding, you and Thorpey, mm. but when they become just some pedals that some, some kid finds in a shop and says, that's a pedal that's cool and has no idea mm -hmm. who you or anybody is, that's that's the level I think I think you're so close that's, to that at the moment, especially with this new release. Um That would be that would be the dream, really, you know, because at no point I think there was some confusion when we launched as well with like, oh, they're signature pedals or they're this. It's like, no, it's not like that. It's like, yeah, we might have come to an idea for one for like this is just an uh, this is a this pedal fit the brief of a guitarist who wanted a thing. And hopefully there are other guitarists like that guitarist who also could get a thing out of this thing. It wasn't like, mm -hmm. recreate what I do, because who the hell would want to recreate what I do? You know what I mean? That's like, that's not <laughs> the, the idea. That's not the plan. It's like, yeah, I do use this stuff. And yeah, it does sound like me when I use it. But you plug into my amp with my stuff, you're going to sound like you. If I plug into your stuff, I'm, I'm going to sound like me. And it was never a case of like, completely just metamorphosize your tone into into me it's that's not really what i'm about I, when i was coming up i never was interested in people's signature stuff you know not really it's like it, it just seemed so weird to me you know and even when like we i make i have a signature guitar with manson and it was like such a weird project such a weird thing think getting your head around the idea that someone would want to like have your thing and so it was like i don't want it to be like this totally weird thing that someone else can get their head around i want it to be like accessible i want it to be like I've never heard of that person, but their thing is cool. A bit, you know, like the Jim Root telly. Like, how many people play a Jim Root telly? They're not slim. Oh, hell yeah. You know, they're not They're not trying to go, I want to be Jim Root. They're like, that's a badass guitar. And that's the dream, you know. I don't, it's not about being becoming someone else. And that's the same with this stuff, you know. And that's why, like, with all this, all this, we're having some really cool content from yourself, from other people who've, who've, who've tried the pedal. It's coming in, like, it's been all flooding in today, and it's been amazing, but 
it's all really musical stuff, which I'm really stoked about because the last thing I wanted would it would be to be like it's typecast. It's like, hey, detune your guitar down to like drop A sharp and play some new metal riff. That's what this is for. Like, that's not what it's for. That's not what it's about. It's about like doing your thing. And so mm. I'm really psyched that like like there's there's demos that I'm seeing on the, on the YouTube today that are like you know people playing Motown and stuff with like the angry rhubarb I'm like yes this is the stuff <laughs> this is what we're talking about like I yeah. want I wanted stuff to be like accessible I wanted it to be versatile I wanted stuff to be able to be like you do you with it like don't try and do me with it because like you know who the hell am I at the end of the day it's like do you with it and make it the best version of you help it let it help you become like super you hopefully mm. that's that that would be my that would be my dream I'd I, I I would love for like people to go. Who the hell's Mikey Demas? Like, who's that? Like, I, it is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. That's not the necessarily the the he's idea the, behind the. Pedal. He's the guy that he's soldered just, this pedal. I just, I, yeah, I just happened to solder it or like put it together or do the, or do the design the artwork for the silk screen like or that kind of thing. And I have one on my pedal board, but um, it's not like. Become that person by pressing this switch. Like it can do that, but I think you know. I think it's there's more to it than that. It's not that's not what it's just about. It's about more than that. It's about more than that. <laughs> well, as we've plugged your pedals and you know your YouTube channel, can we finish off by plugging your band? Because I know you're going back on stage very very soon. So when when is your first live show back? So, um, yeah, I only heard about this about a week or so ago, a week or two ago, couldn't talk about it, but we're doing um, the download pilot uh, on a, a week on Sunday, which is the 20th of June, uh, 20th of June we're playing, and it's like a scaled down version of Download Festival, which is like, I want to say it's like 10,000 capacity um, at Donington Park in the UK, and... It's us and a bunch of other British bands playing. Um, and it's our first time back playing in like 18 months. And I'm going into rehearsals next week to rehearse. It's going to be absolutely insane. Can't wait. It's going to be really weird. Um, we, we've got that. We've got another festival in August called Bloodstock, which I believe is happening. And we've got a headline tour happening at the end of the year, going from like September into October. And I'm we're going to just sort of see how that happens. This thing we're doing, we're, this thing we're doing at Download is like, that's like the framework for how festivals are going to work moving forward. So should that all go to plan, other things should go to plan. Um, and the, the tour we're doing at the end of the year, it's all indoors. So I'm, I'm hoping that by that point, by the time we get there, um, it will be a thing and it will be happening. I just have, we just have to act like it is. We'll be rehearsing, we'll be getting the set together and acting as if it's all going ahead. And until I hear differently, I'm going to plan for it, you know, going ahead. So yeah, September, October, next Sunday, uh, if you can get a ticket to download, good luck. I don't think there are any left. Um, and that's pretty much it. I don't think we're, we're not even talking about getting on a plane anytime soon. I don't think mm. been booked for some European stuff, or, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's a thing. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. I hope it will be at some point so we can hang out and I can, uh, yeah, pull your beard. Yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> sit in a warm, sunny field and, you know, put the world to rights sometime let's do that good sounds good well thank you mate um dan thank you for you know being you thank you anybody anybody <laughs> want to thank me 
<laughs> thanks Andy yeah thank you for having me thanks for having me thanks for all your support with the angry rhubarb and not being able to say the name properly and thanks for landing me in a whole load of like problems I'm going to now have to go and unpick with various other brands and manufacturers I'm going to be on, no the, problem. on the phone for the rest You're of the evening welcome. explaining myself yeah. probably and yeah. lacking the context of the, the jokes and the hijinks that have been uh, that have been part of this evening's entertainment thanks for that let's let's end on a high let's end on a comment from square wave symphonies who said i impulse bought the angry rhubarb pretty much the second it dropped can't wait to pair it with my honey badger that's one of my all-time favorites already there we go there's some nice lifting each other up thank you square wave symphonies and i'm pretty sure that square wave symphonies is one of our instagram followers and is very prevalent on commenting liking and just being very pro red beard so maximum respect to you and thank you for your support it really means a lot so nice he sent a little heart there you go that's that's just that's for you mikey mm. yeah <laughs> so thank you to everybody oh, thanks to everybody in the chat for hanging out and um i really like this this chat mike we have some really nice people watching the show and they also kind of just talk amongst themselves as well which is really wonderful and if anyone's <laughs> wondering if i'm reading stuff i am reading stuff i'm reading the chat as well it's all going on i got buttons to press and uh, i could even press this button and it would make that sound so uh, <laughs> um <laughs> I'm looking forward to our, our, other, our next guest next week, Mikey. We've got some some top guests coming up. The whole month of June, we've got quality guests. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you Who for you being got? one of them. I, I can't tell you. Or, or should we tell them? Sure, yeah. Hang on, then. Let me just make sure that I'm I'm saying the right name because I am... Um, okay, okay, cool. Next Luke, week, right? yeah, Luke Hobbs from Guitar Auction, uh, the Guitar Auctions in the UK. And last time we talked about the guitar auctions in the UK, the chat and the following up comments on everything went nuts. And we were talking to Tom Quayle, who who was possibly trying to outbid me on a shark-shaped guitar. And (laughs) next week, we have Luke Hobbs from Guitar Auctions, from Gardner Holgate, um, the night before the auction. So he's going to know absolutely everything Mm -hmm. the night before the auction. And uh, I'm hoping to get some top tips secretly in the green room. Because there's some good stuff. Have you seen these guitar auctions, Mikey? Um, were they at Birmingham Guitar Birmingham, Show? yes, they were. Uh, yeah, follow their yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah. because there's some good stuff. Oh, yeah. I think I do follow them. I think I do follow them. Um, it's scary. It's I'm scary. Always on the, I'm always on the lookout for like random lefties and stuff. And that's the sort of spot where you find random cool stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, I wish you luck with your your left-handedness. Thanks. No problem. No problem at all. Danny, you're going to ask people to give us five stars. Absolutely, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you liked it, or if you didn't, no matter. <laughs> give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Make sure to hit that like button, and make sure to just subscribe to Andy's channel as well as uh, check out Red Beard Effects on Instagram. Yeah, apart from that, be well to each other, be nice, play the guitar, rock out, and hope to see all of you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you to our new boss of the stream, by the way. Scar My Guitar is the current boss of the stream for these these super chat. Uh, It's been a pleasure, guys. I'll see you soon. Bye. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. Bye. Bye. (laughs) It's me again. I didn't put the flipping video on. 
We did this last week where I just hang on, I'll go back to us. There we go. Last week I didn't press some buttons, so um, we lost. Like, pick a favorite freeze frame, and we'll just do that for five seconds. I got to move to press the button, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>